podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Fire for them, fire for them. If you're looking for that 35 bag umbrella and all damn thing there, keep it locked with this Unomics podcast. 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 Yo, what's going on, beautiful people? Of course, you're listening to the Dissonomics podcast. First and foremost, Happy New Year. I've missed you all. Last year was a very interesting year, personally, but we ain't gonna get into that. But this year, as much as I said last year, but this year, we're not losing the consistency that you Dissonomics listeners are used to. Do you know what I mean? Since 2016, you've not been riding me since, I think, October, November 2016. So yeah, this year will be seven years. Wow, we've been doing bits. Anyway, yeah. It's going to be a very interesting year. We've got a prime minister who's at odds with the trade unions. Our country is somewhat on standstill with so many different strikes. We have cost of living issues. We have energy issues that are linked to cost of living. We have wars overseas. There's cultural issues. So many things to talk about this year. I, rec- I recognise that last year I didn't have that many guests. I was in my antisocial mood. But we're going to bring some guests back. There's so many cool people to speak to. If you've got any guests you'd like to suggest, let me know. If they're not a pianos or bums, then we can get a cracking. Anyway, actually, I want to start the year with a shout out to my guy, Andre. Always keeping the sound lit. My bro, absolute legend. So happy new year to you, to you my bro. But anyway, this week we're going to talk on what's happening regarding strikes. Yep. Rishi Sunak. Um, is about to enact some controversial activities regarding the anti-striking law has been dubbed. And yeah, we're going to get into it. So what does this mean for strikers? How do you feel about it? How does the country feel about it? And of course, how does this compare to our European counterparts? And I, of course, I will give my opinion. I realise I sometimes don't really give my opinion. Like I always, I'm always conflicted between giving you guys like the information, the philosophy, the theory, the news, the stats, the figures, and kind of wanting you lot to decide. But I also realise that people also listen to this podcast for my opinion on stuff. So I'm going to try and be balanced in terms of giving you all the details and giving you my take and kind of allowing you guys to decide what you think. You get me? Anyway, let's get into it. Rishi versus the trade unions. Lego. Hi, it's MXM and listen to the Dysonomics podcast because it's late. What's happening, people? Yeah, since like November, really, this strike thing has really taken off. Like, wait, mate, it's crazy. Like, I order packages, my missus order packages from last year, like November, early December, we haven't received because of Royal Mail strikes. People can't go to work or take or have to drive their kids to school when they usually don't because of train strikes. We got strikes. Like, I saw stories of somebody who lost their wife. He was angry because the ambulance didn't come in time because of strikes. Like, it's an actual shite show. I'm trying not to swear this year is a proper, proper, terrible, terrible state of events. And yeah, this led to some controversial law that's being propositioned, um, which actually first came into instance under Liz Trust, but the Conservative Party are really not here for the striking to this extent. I'm going to get into it. So what's the gist? The people are not happy with the new plans regarding strikes. Rishi Sunak... Um, recent Prime Minister, Prime Minister number 800 under the Conservative government, plans to inform, sorry, plans to implement minimum service levels in key public sectors, including NHS and schools. So what does this mean is that, yeah, once you go on your industrial action, which is striking, 
there's going to be a minimum level of service you guys have to implement if you're going to do strikes so the country doesn't go to oblivion. Naturally, the trade unions are not happy with this whatsoever because, of course, industrial action is their biggest bargaining chip in terms of getting the work conditions or the pay that they, um, of course, require. And if you limit the ability for them to strike, how effective their strikes are, this, of course, limits their bargaining power. So let me go through some of the the proposed um, laws, which I actually didn't write down, which is a bit silly of me. So under the proposal, some trade union workers will still be required to work during a strike. This is to guarantee a minimum level of service. The sector covered by this plans are these plans are the NHS, transport sector, education sector, fire and rescue sector, border security and nuclear decommissioning. To meet minimum staffing levels, which are still to be announced, employers would be able to, serve, to issue a work notice stating the workforce they need. Employees named on the work notice would lose their right to protection from unfair dismissal if they went on strike. So if they say, yeah, hey, big man, you're actually on the list of people to work this minimum service. If you go on strike, yeah, you can actually lose your job. And they also said trade unions could actually potentially be sued for this. The government said this measure will protect the public from disproportionate disruption caused by strikes. A few professionals are already not allowed to strike. Police officers, for example, they're actually banned from taking strike action. Nurses have an agreement that they should only walk out if it does not risk the well-being of patients, which is, of course, a good. Um, in terms of the current rules for calling a strike, the law says a strike can only happen if a majority of union members agree via an organised vote called a ballot. There are strict rules arousing the whole, uh, around holding a vote. For example, it must be a postal ballot where members vote on paper and return it in a prepared envelope. Um, if workers agree to strike, details must be given to employer at least 14 days before it begins, unless they both, unless the union and employer agree seven days. And there also has to be like a minimum turnout, I think it was like three quarters of the start. So they make it, so it's not a very agile thing. You can't just go, hey, big man, okay, cool. Let's do a vote on Microsoft Teams um, by by Monday evening. And you're saying this over the weekend and then you have one more strike on Tuesday. Now, is there is a level of bureaucracy and red tape around get into industrial action in the third place. In terms of working days lost to strikes, this peaked in 1979. Um, millions of UK working days um, lost to strikes over the years. Do you get it? So, yeah, it's crazy. Um, so there's no data from 2020 to 20, May 2022 due to COVID, but um, I think there's like 3 million last time I checked the numbers, but... In the 70s, up to 30 million days worth of strikes happened. At the present, can people who striked be sacked or replaced? Well, UK employees are protected from being sacked during the, during the first 12 weeks of any official industrial actions. For the first three months, you can't get the sack. If worker is sacked during this period, they can claim for unfair dismissal. However, workers can be dismissed after 12 weeks if the employer has tried to settle dispute. For example... If an employer advisor like ACAS has, has, has been brought to help find a solution, the government introduced a new law allowing businesses to use an agency's workers to fill for striking workers. However, 11 trade unions have mounted a legal challenge. So yeah, so that's the pattern. That's what's being proposed. And now you kind of got a kind of general gist of the current rules. And of course, the minimum service one is like, 
very, very controversial and the ones where you, the law where you can get sacked or, do you know what I mean? Get sacked or the trade unions be sued altogether is very, very peak. So in the coming weeks, they're planning to introduce um, this law, which will allow bosses in health, education, fire, ambulance, rail and nuclear decommission, as I said. However, government sources said the plans in the original bill drawn up by former business secretary Jacobs Rees-Mods for tougher thresholds for industrial actions to take place would be dropped. So they wanted to have like tougher thresholds for you to reach the barometer of, okay, cool, we can strike now. They wanted to make it even harder and a higher degree of difficulty, but they're too shook. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Government ran scared, so they kind of backtrack on that. In terms of the opposition... Labour leader Keir Starmer said he would repeal this legislation if Labour formed the next government. And as always, when it's Labour who is the opposition or when it's the Tories who's the opposition, they're always on this, I could treat you better than your man type vibes. Do you know what I mean? Like when you're the one chaser, you could offer the world to everything because you're not in power. So you don't actually have to have a proof of concept. But yeah, to be fair, this is something that I actually feel that like Labour will repeal, even though Labour haven't been the most friendly to Labour unions as they historically have been. For example, Keir Starmer um, and the Labour Party banned any Labour members, any Labour MP, sorry, being on a ticketing line. So that's being on the front lines protesting. And I believe this is a political move because although they are going to be on the side of the workers, there is, which we're going to speak about later, a lot of people in the country who are not really here for it to this extent. But I digress. You get me? Anyway, where were we? Okay, so if we if we look at the words of General Secretary of Unite Union, Shan Graham, she said, yet again, Rishi Sunak advocates his responsibility as a leader. Whatever the latest schemes the government comes up with to continue to attack us, unions will continue to defend workers. So there's definitely a draw, there definitely seems to be a line drawn in the sand, workers versus the government. Minimum service levels will be set for, for fire and ambulance fire, ambulance and rail service with the government consulting on the adequate level of coverage for the sector. This is to address concerns that disruption to blue light services put lives at risk, but it also reserves the power for other public services such as health, education, nuclear, as I said, the main six. Ministers said that they expect to reach voluntary agreements in these areas. They will only impose the anti-strike law if this was not possible. So they're basically, so they're trying to argue, listen, we want to voluntarily on a voluntary basis strike a deal with these sectors on a minimum service level however if it proves impossible to strike a deal then we're just going to put one in place government sources confirmed that union members who are told by their employers to work under the minimum service requirement but refuse to do so could lose their jobs the new law is also backed also also back employers bringing an injunction to prevent prevent strikes or seeking damages afterwards if they go ahead so this is the kind of the government kind of protecting businesses and protecting the infrastructure of the country. Government are very aware that this could backfire. Workers can take, for example, workers could just simply take non-industrial action measures. For example, if you just simply choose not to work overtime. And a lot of these sectors rely heavily on overtime. If nurses and doctors are not working overtime, the NHS is toast. It's really toast as it is. It's, you know when you put the toast toast machine on, on the highest level and it comes out black? That's, that's the NHS. 
Do you get it? Okay, remind me later, not every day, uninstall, blah, blah, blah. Ministers claim that these plans are about ensuring public safety in the case of, of the health service rather than attacking the unions. However, nurses come to their own national agreement providing of um, providing a minimum level of service during recent strikes. The ambulance service did not, meaning some patients suffering heart attack or stroke did not know when help was on the way. So it's interesting, like the discord around this. Regarding um, workers being able to be sacked if they don't do the national um, don't do the minimum level service that's very controversial i understand that and that first i was like whoa but then when i thought about it there has to be a minimal for, the, for something like the nhs and accident emergency services we need a minimal level of service we can't just have people dying because the government and the trade unions can't c- come to find an agreement that's ridiculous again i'm here for a protest I don't mess with the government because I think most of these governments are bums. I'm here for protest. I'm here for people. In fact, although it might not make sense in certain industries, some people might be asking for money that's actually outstripping their actual productivity. I'm a people. I'm here for the people. People over companies all day on a personal level. So I'm here for people getting the bag. On a rational level, you've got, you've got to consider all parts of the economy. You've got to consider individuals. You've got to consider businesses as well. Because businesses need to flourish to hire the individuals in the bloody first place. You know what I'm saying? And also, we've got to remember, like, it's not like... Bro, this ain't communist Russia. People choose these jobs. Do you know what I mean? So, like, yeah. So, I'm here for people striking if they're getting buoyed, especially, like, the healthcare staff, because they've been getting buoyed. Nurses have had a massive real-wage page cut since 2010, for example. I know nurses is a job that's used as a political tool political um frisbee but it's true like in this instance bro they've been getting bumps do you know what i mean working conditions are not the greatest having to pay for parking and that do you know what i'm saying getting disrespected by members of the public working extreme like, crazy hours and not always getting the remuneration they deserve unless they locum but the government is not just here to protect the rights to protest they're also here they also have responsibility over the country and the country can't go to ish as it's been going to during these strikes. So I understand that. And also, when people talk about this stuff, we've got to understand, how do the people feel about it? Because I know me, okay, I'm 33 years old. So that still classes young for those trolls age 20 and that. I'm young, I'm African, I'm university educated, I live in London. So people like myself, and many people from similar environments, we're like we're more likely to be more compassionate to workers, the everyday person, so on and so forth. So we will have these particular views where we're here for the workers. Get your coin, da 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 da. But we gotta remember the country is not just like us. Hence why people were so shocked at the Brexit vote and Jeremy Corbyn getting these ass smoked in the elections. Because unfortunately, for for a lot of people, the cons- this is a conservative government, bro, a conservative country. In, in nature and ideology. Anyway. And this is an interesting quote by the bum grant Shaps. Shaps. As well as protecting the freedom to strike, the government must also protect life and livelihoods. And that's facts. They have to. When people are hearing stories of people losing partners, family members because of the ambulance strikes didn't get there in time, who holds the smoke? The government. Because it's their responsibility. 
Everything is the government's responsibility. Okay, ministers invited union leaders to hold talks on next year's pay review in an attempt to resolve current disputes constructively through dialogue. However, the Prime Minister, Mr Sunak, has already ruled out, ruled out pay demands for this year despite millions of workers struggling with the cost of living. And this is why I'm here for the workers trying to get the bag because inflation is at double digits. People's mortgages are going up on a mad one. People are literally, mortgages are literally going up like £400, £500, £600, £700. Not a year, a month. Imagine what that's doing to people's monthly pay um, cash flow. Bearing in mind, the average person in the UK probably gets around 2300 after tax. And that is heavily London weighted. Heavily, uh, what's you call it? Um... Professional services weighted. Do you see what I'm saying? And they're going to add... Bro, most of us don't have an extra four or five bills to pull out of our ass. Do you know what I'm saying? Ridiculous. In fact, even my boy today uh, tweeted that his gas electric bill together used to be £80 a month. His gas and electricity for the last six weeks has been £80. I did the math. So that means his gas and electricity used to go from 80... used to be paying £80 a month... Now, he is paying £75 a week. It's basically quadrupled. That's insane. That is insane. So I'm here for people trying to push to get the peas. But I don't fully, 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 I'm not fully there yet when businesses don't fully acquiesce or industries don't fully acquiesce there being the bad guys. I'm not fully there yet. There has, there's, there's a bit of ground I understand there. I don't know. Well, again, it's industry dependent. Um, anyway, as I was saying, Union's Head of Health, Sarah Gorton, said the public and the health staff would welcome minimum staffing levels in NHS every day of the week. That way, people wouldn't be lying in agony on A&E floors or dying in the background, backs of ambulances. So they agree with the government on that one. I agree. But limited legal staffing levels to strike days and threaten to sack or fine health workers when there are... Record vacancies in NHS show proper show proper patient care isn't what the ministers want. And that is a fantastic point. Remember, the last time I looked at NHS vacancies, I think it was like, um, maybe middle of last year, it was like 60,000 vacancies. That's why local staff, so which is when staff contract, they're making a bank. So, yeah, flipping hell. The government is picking an ill-advised fight with the NHS employees and, and their unions to mask years of dismiss of dismal failure to tackle pay and staffing. You can't really argue with that. But in my opinion, the system's broken, and that's a story for another day. Now, we know what this new bill was gonna be about. We also know like the opinions of some union members and so on and so forth. I give you my opinion on certain bits and pieces. How do we compare to Europe? Now, this is a summary of industrial action across 15 European countries, like 15 of the main European countries. The similarities is wages are ordinarily reduced for workers engaged in industrial action. Some form of secondary solidarity action is permitted in most countries. There is a ban on temporary on temporary agency, agency workers, backfilling workers engaged in, in industrial action in nearly all countries. Workers engaged in lawful industrial action are protected from dismissal and other retaliation. 
Many, but not all countries exclude some workers from the right to take industrial action on national interests and grounds, including some workers in public or essential services. So today is where it is a bit different. Who can take IA, which is industrial action, differs in different countries. It may be exclusive, it may be the exclusive rights of unions or combination of unions, workers and others. Some countries prescribe narrow grounds for taking lawful industrial action, such as pay, benefits and conditions, while others permit industrial action for more general grounds, such as the economic and social interests of workers and allow political strikes. So, conservatives are not really doing anything that's crazy. Some countries are as strict as them, some countries are stricter, some countries are more lenient in the European Union. Now, how does the public feel about this? Because this is the most important thing. How does the public feel? Well, the latest YouGov poll, which was from the early December 2022, so last month, showed that less than half of the public back industrial action on the railways compared to those who support nurses and teachers. So 63% backed the back nurses taking industrial action. So that's go to Tesco, six out of the first 10 people you see probably back the nurses. 50-50 or when it comes to teachers and 43% back railway staff. So if you look at, so how do you go, um, um, survey was conducted, the arts people, do you strongly support, somewhat support, you don't know, somewhat, somewhat oppose, strongly oppose. When there was nurses, 45% strongly support, 21% somewhat support, only 17% strongly opposed. And literally, so in these industries, so nurses, ambulance staff, firefighters and teachers had either half the country supporting them or above. So I already told you teachers, it was half the country, half the, and then 9% were neither here nor there and the rest were, do you know what I mean? 41% were like opposing them. Firefighters, 55% of the country strongly support or somewhat support. Ambulance staff, 63%. And nurses, 66%, actually. Now, everybody else, they don't have the support of the country, according to this poll. Postal workers, 49%, 49% Bus workers, 46 Rail workers, as I said, 43 Highway workers, 41 Border force, 40 University staff, 38. Baggage handlers, 37. Civil servants, 37. TFL, 36. And the least supported are driving examiners who are 31. The most divisive is probably rail workers where they have actually the largest number of opposition. Whereas the ones underneath them, highway workers, border force, university staff, baggage handlers, civil service, TFL, driving examiners, they just have significant people who are in the middle. They don't know. But again, yeah. So that's what. The, so the country isn't really as for the strikes as some would believe. And obviously, because people are just irritated. Where's my package? Why can't I catch the train to work now? Do you know what I mean? Now I have to drive my kids to school so I'll be able to go. All these types, why is, this, why is um, ambulance and emergency services taking long? So these are the type of things. So my opinion on this is that it's probably 
they're gonna the conservatives are gonna have to be careful if they they don't want to get into the unlawful territory. But outside of that, I think they have the support of the country. I think what people don't realize is that outside of the uh, of the left and many people on social media who are probably the more educated, more well-read members of society, maybe university educated, so on and so forth, we tend to be the minority. Most people in the country are probably just irritated at these strikes. And that's just real talk. But yeah, people, let me know what you think. Let me know what you think. And yeah, I'll be here midweek to give you the latest gist. And yeah, this one makes me back. We back outside. Peace and blessings. Sports Social Podcast Network.